0: fiat ministry network and patchwork heart
1: ministry present journeys in faith now here's andy santis hi welcome to journeys in faith here on this friday evening it's great to be here with you again as it always is and tonight's topic is something that's near and dear to my own heart because the topic is the foundation that i'm the director for it's the saint raymond onadas foundation for freedom, family, and faith. You can learn about us at nonancis.org, just so you know, in case you haven't heard that before. Uh, And with me, I have Father Matthew Phelan, who is a friend and also the pastor at Our Lady of Mercy and St. Bridget's Parishes in Western New York. He's been a guest here before and also a guest on the Sewing Hope podcast. So, hey, how are you doing, Father?
0: Doing well enough, thank you.
1: Good. Thanks for coming back to Journeys in Faith. And uh, the reason that I brought you in for this show, and you're going to be here with us for a little bit of time for the first Mm -hmm. half, is just to talk to us a little bit about how you got involved with the St. Raymond Onnatus Foundation, because you actually came up with the idea through through God's help, through the Holy Spirit, right? And I'd love for people to hear about that.
0: Yeah, more or less. So... Just a little background so every um every once a year the, the, the our friars have a, a, an assembly um, we come together uh, it's called continuing formation sometimes called permanent formation uh, it's something that's written into a canon law that religious communities uh, institutes a consecrated life do they come together for these meetings each year and 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 in the usually there's we we have various topics it might be theological might be pastoral might be different and And then usually also uh, as we we do these meetings um, We may also discuss, you know the 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 ministries of the order Um, and So there was over a few years uh, as we we came together each year we were really coming together, also, and praying for guidance to um, to see where we might direct our redemptive ministries. When we first came to the United States, uh and you may hear about this later on when you talk about the history of the order, but when we first came, we had served Italian immigrants on the west side of Cleveland who had been rejected by other groups that were already established here and they were in danger of losing their faith and so um you know we 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 ministered to them and helped them get acclimated to American culture and and uh and you know really then you kind of be able to survive in culture and then flourish. Um, and out of that, then grew um, a, a period of time where the order looked and, and, and realized that um, that it was some of the, the challenges of education and lack of education were really forming a certain captivity, a, kind of a permanent captivity in this country. So then, the, the concentration for a long time was on uh, on. Uh, uh, using education as one of our redemptive ministries here in the United States. Uh, It's our primary redemptive ministry. Of course, as we kind of move into the 90s and the late 90s and the early 2000s, of course, the whole, um, the whole, atmosphere so catholic education pre-parochial education really was kind of going through a seismic shift and it kind of still is today although it's kind of kind of seems to be maybe coming to an end where we're looking for new models and so we began the question is education still you know the place for our redemptive ministry should it can it be expanded can be concentrated so we we really prayed you know about what that would be and we um, some of our, you know, certainly um, in our Roman province, which we're part of, and in Italy, they do a lot of prison ministry. So, you know, we 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 talked about prison ministry. We did some discernment on that. We also, um, maybe, with human trafficking, and, and and it came down, and then family. So we came down to human trafficking, prison ministry, or or family ministries because we recognized, you know, this destruction of the family. Um, was really, you know, leading to a lot of captivities that were kind of snowballing. So, you know, um, and so the Friars, we kind of took a little secret vote to see where it went. And it seemed like um, the, and I wouldn't say it was a majority, I would say it was kind of a quorum. So the largest camp of, 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 of Friars, you know, would kind of want, thought that family ministry um, was kind of the way to go. One, because we had some guys, and we do have some some men that are, are – um, educated and ha- and are, are, are trained for prison ministry um and so we did have that in the human trafficking um it's a huge issue and we do try to help support groups that, that um do fight that but we we didn't have anybody that was really immersed in that at the time or was really qualified to, to deal with some of those issues but we thought you know we in in our parish life since our life in this united states has seemed to grow around the parish we thought all of us have dealt with issues dealing with families and so some of us thought if if we kind of begin to give that a concentration it's something that we already have experience um you know you might some might need some specialized training but it's also part of the training that we get as religious and priestly training so we thought that might that would probably be kind of the area to lean towards Um, now so that was kind of decided and so as the the uh, year that year went along um it was we had the meeting, but kind of nothing What yet was happening with it. And, and about nine months later, I started noticing that some guys were forgetting everything that we had discussed the previous year. And it was like, as we were preparing for our next our next uh, continuing formation, uh, it was like, wait, did we talk about this? Like, yeah, we talked about it last year. So I, I decided, okay, let me just get all the notes from last year um, and let me just, Scribbled down slips. So I started getting notes, started of writing, and what might a certain family ministry look like? And so um, I kind of wrote this all down, and we had a visitation of our Master General, and our, so I, I presented. said, so, well, these were kind of the notes that I took, and he looked at me, he's like, "I like it, go for it." So that was kind of how we started, you know, going ahead with it. So um, we put together a kind of a little, well, some of our third order members, the things we put together, kind of like a, a committee to try to decide how would how we form this and everything. And then after that, we formed a 501c3. And then after that, it, the, the whole discussion became, well, you know, family ministry is a big thing, and there's certainly many aspects of it, but it was felt that we need to concentrate on one aspect just to get the feet wet and then begin to expand it. And so um, – just at that time, there had been a lot in Catholic news, and even uh, you know, with um, with uh, in the early days of Pope Francis, some and something that all priests have experienced is where are, are is the were people that were affected by divorce, um, maybe children growing up in single parent homes, um, and you know, and uh, very loving homes sometimes, but there's you know, at, at times there if there if there can be you know, things that might be missing or like, well, you know, we, we can set up a ministry to help people maybe deal with some of those issues to strengthen them, give them the means that, they, you know, that when they're in those challenging situations. Um, so we were kind of maybe thinking about that. And uh, and then it was um, it was one day, at I guess it was, right, it was right after meditation, I believe one day or right before meditation, I, I can't remember. But I know that we had heard on the wires that um, – the Holy Father at the time had, had assured those people who were that had experienced divorce for for just reasons, um, that they weren't excommunicated. Because sometimes there was like this this misnomer that if if you you know if you if you were divorced, you were excommunicated, now you can no longer participate in church and, and go to in and, and you know, and so in many cases, you know, when there is a separation and and it is indeed justified and gone through the Proper process, you know that doesn't. It didn't mean that one is excommunicated. I mean, it's only when people would would get married while they're still in a sacramental marriage that that would be the problem. So, um, so when we heard the Holy Father say that, I I was living with Father Joseph Eddy at the time, and we were both kind of assigned to this new this committee and the new and the new ministry that was developing, and and we kind of said, he said, well, why don't we uh, why don't we give that our first concentration because we all in all of our ministries or no matter where we are we run into people in those in, in situations um in in difficult situations uh uh with, with marriages and so you know i mean ideally you want to try to strengthen marriages but sometimes there, there are those situations you know there might be you know something abusive maybe um there wasn't really good preparation for the marriage in the first place unfortunately we sometimes see that happens when he moves into our parish. They got married somewhere else and they just really had no precana at all and never really should have been married in the first place. You kind of run into those situations. And so it's like, how do we bring God's love into those situations and say, okay, this, you know, we don't want to beat you up for what should have been. It's this is what is. How do we preserve your faith now? So that's we decide that would be the initial ministry. And so, because there wasn't a lot out there, there was a few things and uh, we began to expand and make some connections with the World Meeting of Families in 2015. Um, But again, still, there wasn't a lot uh, in in that area.
1: Yeah, well, so grateful because you really helped to get it off the ground. And it's been around since 2015. Mm -hmm. And I, I thank you for all that you did. I know you were with the foundation until 2018. Right. And continue to support and share uh, all of those nice social media posts and uh, events and things like that, and have helped us. So uh, thank you so much. It's it's part of the family. That's right. <laughs> so it's part no of no matter
0: what, what, no matter family. where I'm assigned or what I'm assigned to, it's still part of the Mercedarian family and the the, the extended Mercedarian family. So it's part that's of right.
1: Me. Well, thanks so much for joining us again because you've been a guest before. You'll come back again to Journeys in Faith and um right after uh you're finished speaking then we're also going to have a video from father daniel bowen who's also a friar and has a a history of the mercedarians and saint peter in alaska so again father matthew thank you so much for joining us so again uh, we will be watching right now a video from father daniel bowen so here it is we'll see you soon
2: Hello, I'm Father Daniel Bowen, currently the Director of Vocations of the Order of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Mercy, or the Mercedarian Friars, here in the United States of America. And right now, I'm going to give to you a brief history of the order of mercy. But before we get started, let's begin with a prayer, shall we? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. To you we turn, St. Peter Nelasco, father and founder of our mercenary family. You have taught us to live this life by loving God and neighbor, as Christ our Redeemer has taught us. Guide our steps today in the service of the poor, the oppressed, and the persecuted. Obtain for us the grace and strength to face the suffering and chains which still bind so many in body and spirit. Obtain for us from our Lord a heart and mind truly free to follow your example of boundless love for souls, even to the sacrifice of our own lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The founder of the order. The man chosen by divine providence for the foundation of the order of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Mercy was St. Peter Nolasco, a heroic model of charity. According to the most dependable sources and consistent Mercedarian tradition, Peter Nolasco was born in the year 1180, at Mas Santis Puelles, a village located between Narbonne and Carcassonne in France. Now we know very little of Peter's infancy and youth, but according to a reputable tradition, he was of a noble family and his parents were William and Theodora. After the death of his parents, while he was still a young man, Peter went to live near Barcelona, Spain. Near there, he visited the famous shrine of Montserrat where words carved in stone in the atrium of the old church bear witness to the fact that Peter Melasco had spent some days of prayer and penance in that holy place. It is said that on the evening of August 1st into the early morning hours of August 2nd that the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to him in a vision instructing him in what he was to do in response to a great need, which Peter had witnessed uh, to become a redeemer and to set captives free. For you see, this was the reason that Peter had journeyed to Montserrat in order to seek heavenly guidance for the direction of his life. Profoundly moved by the miserable conditions of Christian slaves held by the Moslems, Peter saw this reality and he spent his entire fortune that he inherited from his parents for their freedom. Now in order to facilitate this task, Peter became a merchant because holding this title would allow him to establish contact with both the captives and the captors. Other noble knights, likewise moved by Peter's example, spent their resources in redeeming captives. Of course, the relatives of these noblemen often tried to oppose Peter in many ways because they saw themselves deprived of the goods that they otherwise should have had. Peter and however, became more determined than ever in his purpose. Peter therefore moved to Barcelona in order to dedicate himself more efficaciously to this tremendous and needed work. After his experience in Montserrat, Peter immediately returned to Barcelona. And it's there in Barcelona that Peter Nolasco, again inspired by the Blessed Virgin Mary, found, would found a new religious order for the redemption of captives. And so in fact, on August 10th of the year 1218, Peter with some other young rel- young men, founded the order, and it was approved by Bishop Berenguer de Plau. They all took the habit of Mary in the Cathedral of the Holy Cross and Saint. Eulalia in Barcelona. The order was originally named the Order of Saint Mary of Mercy of the Redemption of Captives, and King James I of Aragon placed it under his special protection, particularly by giving his coat of arms to this new religious foundation. Peter required of himself and his followers a special vow, in addition to the usual three vows professed by consecrated religious. Again, a special fourth vow, by which they would devote their whole sustenance and very liberty to the ransoming of slaves or captives even to the point of willingly using themselves as collateral to exchange themselves acting as hostages in order to free others who are in danger of denying or losing their christian faith peter gave himself as a model to his followers for the redemption of the captives he devised a practical plan of More effectively collecting money and goods. Peter himself was called the procurator of the slaves. Many people, moved by his heroic example and the example of his companions, came to their assistance by giving their own goods as well as collecting alms for their work. These people were the originators of the confraternity and the third order of mercy. Peter de Lascaux undertook many journeys throughout Spain preaching and collecting alms for the work of redemption. Amid many hardships and difficulties, Peter carried out several redemptions after the foundation of the order. The first redemption took place in the year 1219 as is evident from a letter, an extant letter of brother William de Bos. In this letter William presents himself as a substitute for Peter Nalasco who had gone to redeem the slaves. Some years later Peter went to Valencia to redeem slaves with Father Bernard de Corbera. In 1243, Peter went with Peter de Amer to Algiers and during the years 1247 and 1248 to Seville. And this was the last of his own redemptions. Another task of Peter Nolasco was to organize and extend the boundaries of the order. Since the collection of alms, of course, was the main source of income on which Peter and his followers could depend on for their apostolate, he founded other houses throughout the kingdom of Aragon and in the south of France. So that by the year 1245, there were in Aragon and France 15 houses or residents, with about 100 consecrated religious. That's not bad for a few decades of foundation. Our founder also exercised Great influence on the political events of his time. He was a peacemaker between the King of Aragon and Don Rodrigo de Lizana. He fulfilled the same duty between the King and William of Mocada. Peter also took part in the conquest of Valencia. On the occasion of this conquest, it was revealed to him that the Spanish army would be victorious against the Moors. Our founder was a protagonist of peace. Not only peace, but also harmony in many other similar circumstances. Peter Nelasco was a man of immense compassion and concern. Father Francis Zumel writes of him, quote, He went to Barcelona in order to dedicate himself more freely to the works of mercy and the redemption of slaves, to which he had consecrated himself in a special way. And he continued in adding, During his life, he spent his time exercising the works of mercy, especially in freeing the captives from the captivity of the barbarians. Our founder saw the Christian and religious life as a particular manifestation of charity. Peter's legacy of mercy was not merely the mercy for which one is disposed to give generously of his goods and possessions, but a mercy by which he became poor and a beggar in order to help others. A ransoming mercy in its higher supernatural meaning because it is directed to the preservation of the Christian faith and his neighbor, even to the cost of sacrificing life itself. The spirit of mercy moved him wholeheartedly to renounce all earthly goods, even the most necessary ones, and to sell even sacred vessels for the redemption of captives. Our founder, therefore, continually urged his religious to limit themselves to what was strictly needed and to keep their houses and churches in a mode of simplicity and poverty, so that they would be able to use all the revenues for the redemption of the slaves. Peter Nolasco saw the consecrated religious life as the perfect imitation of Christ the Divine Redeemer. He designated this imitation for his fellow religious insofar as they were to be witnesses, literally, of what Jesus commanded. As we hear in the Gospel of St. John, this is my commandment, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Peter's spirit of mercy was an ideal not born of philanthropic sentiment, but of a deep, profound love for Almighty God. The ideal of evangelical perfection consists in the love of God and the love of neighbor. This love is founded and realized in Peter Nolasco, who added to it a deep and filial devotion to Our Lady, whom we considered always as the true inspirer and foundress of the order. The order has always been known as the Mercedarians, not the Nalaskans. Again, in order to or, to honor the foundress, Our Lady of Mercy, Mercedarians. In Jesus Christ, the mother of the son of Mary. The ideal of love and freedom becomes the norm of Nelasco's life, and since these are the supreme values of the gospel, they must always be found in his followers. Now, we do not know the exact date of Peter Nelasco's death, but according to recent studies, the probable date of his death is said to be May 6, 1245. Now, after his death, St. Peter Nelasco's spirit Continues to live on in his religious and also among the people that have always considered him to be a saint. The Sacred Congregation of Rites approved his cult, which began shortly after his death, the approval taking place on September 30th of the year 1628. Pope Alexander VII ordered this liturgical celebration for the entire church on June 11th, 1664, and assigned January 29th as the day of the Feast for St. Peter Nolasco. Now, two years later, this feast day was moved to January 31st, and then after the canonization of St. John Bosco, moved once again to January 28th. Today, St. Peter Nolasco's feast is celebrated as a solemnity by the entire Order of Mercy on May 6th, again, due to recent studies found to be the most probable date of his birth into eternal life. Sadly, since the reform of the general Roman calendar in 1970, his feast is no longer included in the universal calendar of the Church. But St. Peter and Nelasco's specific and heroic message of love is certainly valid and alive in the Church today as in the past. And that's it. A brief history of the Mercedarian Order, particularly the, the concentrating on the friars. Let's go ahead now and end in prayer, shall we? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh Mary, our Mother of Mercy, the fullness of God's own mercy dwells in you. With the eyes of a mother, look upon your sons and daughters. Intercede for everyone who suffers in body or soul, and for all who are enslaved in mind or spirit. We give ourselves to you totally, mind and heart, and senses. Keep them, and help us always to be a sign of God's love. Reveal to us what it means to be yours, and teach us to live in that same generosity with which you responded to the grace of Jesus, our Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much for your time and attention. May God bless each and every one of you, this day and always. Jesus Christ redeemed us all from sin and death. The order of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Mercy redeems others from today's forms of captivity. We serve in parishes, hospitals, and prisons, wherever human dignity is not protected and respected. We are in Ohio, new york pennsylvania florida and 22 countries to jesus through our lady of mercy my life for your freedom visit our booth join us won't you
1: can see from that video there's so much more to learn about the mercedarian order so if you'd like to learn more please do go to orderofmercy.org because you can learn about the mercedarian friars usa now uh, father matthew gave you some history about the saint raymond Nonatus foundation for freedom family and faith and i'm the director i've been the director since 2018 and as he said we do help families in crisis and also those families who are affected by divorce and separation so this show is really devoted to that to telling you more about what we do and how we can help you and your family and how we're praying for you so uh thank you so much for joining us on this half of journeys in faith so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we will have a video as we come back from the commercial From a woman by the name of Nancy Carlin, uh, who is a friend of the St. Raymond Onassis Foundation, and she's going to share with you uh, her feelings and thoughts about how the foundation has helped her. But before we do that, here's a short break. We'll see you in just a few minutes. Hi, my name is Anne DeSantis, and I'm the director for the St. Raymond Onassis Foundation for freedom, family, and faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatis.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in. The first Tuesday of every month at eight o'clock, we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From eight to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly No Nonatis on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast the last Thursday of every month That's also at eight o'clock Eastern time for one hour. And that one is for families in crisis. We have some really great guests coming up soon. So hope to see you then. Please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us, with our spiritual moderator. All you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment. So we'd love to connect with you. Please share this video. let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis. Thank you.
3: Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series.
1: When I was young in the 1950s, I attended Catholic Grammar School and I memorized the Baltimore Catechism. In fact, I think I got an A
4: on all of my tests. Um, I faithfully attended Mass each week, not because I wanted to, but because I was afraid if I didn't, I would suffer eternal damnation. I followed all the rules, I followed my
1: Catholic faith um, faithfully,
4: but it wasn't until I
1: became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine.
5: I can't even share with you how
3: I was so wrote in my faith and I was attending Mass, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck rope in my faith.
0: But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game.
1: And I tell him what is going on with me, and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, 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 I think this is like some
2: sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay. you know, of course, I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've
5: been trying to quit, and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things. <laughs>
1: because I never followed through on them.
5: And so this was week after week, month
1: after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this.
3: In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice the blood of Christ and the bread as participation in the body of Christ and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide, what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice which is in the Eucharist or not.
4: Hi, I'm Nancy and I've been a participant with the Saint Raymond Nonatus programs and what could be more convenient to help change your life to the better is something that I could uh, access at any time 24 7. Or I can attend live with the actual support that's live and learn anytime that I'm uh, up to opening up a web page and reading a little bit or listening to a program or watching a YouTube. So the variety of access that I had in the time frames, and it's absolutely free. So that meant so much to me. And I think this would be something that I would have enjoyed participating in because I can remember when I did go through my family crisis, and we still have them. but the divorce and the uh, very difficult time trying to make those decisions and recover from the divorce. I had to make plans for the children so I could go to a counseling session. I had to make sure they were very well cared for because they were going through a crisis themselves. They were actually gonna go to their appointments as well at some point for our family appointments. So it was a lot of work to get ready to go, make the appointments for one, then get ready to go drive there, pay for it. And sometimes it really didn't, become a productive time because I wasn't really able to participate. I was too tired. It was just so exhausting trying to go through the day to day. So even readdressing some of the past situations, I found that uh, with some humor and some wisdom and some reality as far as what really did happen, not just the memory of a whirlwind of pain and problems. it helped to learn more about what the situation really had been and I took that time now even as an older grandmother to take a look at what had gone on and the why and the tenderness that you can give yourself a little bit of self-care I have a little bit more time now and I didn't know I could do that back then just take a little bit more time and I I think I might have gone through a difficult situation uh, a little bit smoother but now now, and uh, I look back then, and I think some of the programs have come up with some ideas that helped me put that all in perspective. Like every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. So where does that put me now? Well, suggestions like participating in the sacraments more. And I was trying to do that, but now I'm going from mediocre to on fire, because what we do in No Needless Foundation is we support each other on our path to a deeper dive into our spirituality and to address our life knowing that our future is in heaven and that together we're going to be able to do that better than alone. And we do have to invite our Lord in. So with the time that we take, even when it's only an hour, uh, He does listen and He has come into my life more and more. So the time I do spend in prayer is deeper, is more um, intimate with our Lord. And I've learned so much about the beauty of our religion and the beauty of our God. So that has given me a lot of courage to even shoot for the word like saint. So what does, uh, another thing that I've learned from uh, Nonatus Foundation is that in the past when I was going through such difficult times and using all my human virtues as best I could, which were pretty well developed, I had to say that I felt I was good, I was doing a great job. But now I realize that every sinner thinks they're a saint. So I had a lot of work to do on a deeper level, and I was unaware of it. And that deeper level meant to invite our Lord in. And what I'm finding now is every saint recognizes they're a sinner. And that's okay, because If you're weak and you need help, um, that's when God could act the most. So I'm in the right place at the right time, and I'm sure so are you. So that's why God has given us this opportunity to participate in a free program, which gives us so much, and an opportunity for one-on-one at our convenience. um, And thinking of others has helped so much too, because there has been some things that I felt I had done a lot with and did a lot right, and I can share that as well, and then the things that I didn't manage well, I can make suggestions if I recognize it in others, how I I would have liked to have done things a little bit differently. So together, we ask our Mother Mary to be with us as we move forward and learn together with the support of St. Raymond Nonadis Foundation. Thanks for letting me tell my story, a little bit of how you helped me along the way.
1: I'd like to thank Nancy Carlin for sharing uh, her experience with the foundation. And as you can see, she's been so helped by the support groups that we've done in the past and uh, we're just very, very blessed to help people like her. Uh, You know, when we first started out, we were doing online support meetings and we still have available uh, online support, spiritual consultations. So. If you were someone you know who is affected by divorce or separation, I would just invite you to contact us at, at nonatus.org because what we do are those free one-hour consultations with one of our Mercedarian Friars. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, this has been a very difficult year for many of us with the pandemic that we've been through and, uh, and, and letting you know that our prayers are with you. We always love also to hear your prayer intentions. So I'll even give you my email address if you'd like to reach out to me via email and send me those prayer intentions, whether it's for someone affected by divorce and separation or someone else. Uh, my email address is director.srnf@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear uh, some of your prayer intentions. Now we also have another video that I'd like to share with you from another very good friend of the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. His name is Chaz DeFeo. In fact, we've done some online videos with him on our YouTube channel, especially ones that are geared for men's spirituality. So if your husband or brother or dad or someone that you know would like to check out some of Chaz's videos, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel at Philly Nonatus. So um, I would ask you to please do subscribe to Philly Nonatus on YouTube. And that's also our Facebook name. We're also at the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation on Facebook. But uh, learn about Chaz and the great work that he is doing at his own website, which is walkbyfaithtolive.com. So uh, check it out. And now here's a video from Chaz DeFeo who will talk to you a little bit about how the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation has helped him.
3: Hi, my name's Charles DeFeo. The St. Raymond Anatis Foundation has helped me and accompanied me because I am going through divorce. All my children are adults, but it's still so helpful. I met the foundation at a Catholic conference three years ago, and it was like a godsend to me. And I'm actually honored to be a spokesperson for the foundation. Freedom, family, and faith. Those of you experiencing divorce or have experienced divorce, or any adult children of divorce, would be greatly enhanced, your lives would be greatly enhanced if you reached out to the foundation and allowed it to accompany you through your journey to Jesus and Mary and all the beauty of Catholicism. God bless you.
1: Thank you, Chaz. Thank you for that wonderful testimony of faith that you're sharing with us uh, here on Journeys in Faith. Uh, Isn't it great when you can listen to testimonies from people who have been helped uh, from situations like family crisis or divorce and separation? I'd like to tell you about the podcast that we've been doing on our YouTube channel at Philly Nonatus. Uh, Every single first Tuesday of every month, we do a podcast at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a one hour podcast and it's specifically geared for Catholics who are affected by divorce. Now we're in the middle of a 12 part series with Rose Sweet and some of you know Rose, she's a national Catholic speaker and author. You can learn about her at rosesweet.com. And every single month we've been doing different topics related to uh, dealing with separation and divorce. In fact, in November, uh, just this past, uh, first Tuesday of November, we did one on overcoming loneliness. So, uh, I would suggest, please check it out. Let your friends know about it because you know, these podcasts are really helping very many people. Uh, we, we've heard from really uh, hundreds of people who have contacted us, uh, and been helped by our ministry. And I must mention, we're a nonprofit. And so we're offering our services, our spiritual services, for you and your family, really at no cost. um, And we would love to help you. Of course, you know we're in coming into that giving season. Here we are in November, headed toward December. And if you would like to consider partnering with us, uh, making some kind of a donation, we would appreciate it so greatly. Uh, Again, you could just go to our website at nonotus.org. So I thank you so much for anything that you can do, but mostly for praying. Please do pray for us. Uh, We need those prayers, and especially the people that we are ministering to, because that's what it's all about. It's all about ministering to people in need, people who are marginalized, people who have been through so much, especially this past year with the pandemic that we've all been through. So I thank you so much for being in touch with us. Now, my next video that i like to share with you is actually from a very good friend of mine. Her name is Sarah Carney, and she has also been greatly helped by the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation. So please listen to her video. Thanks, Sarah. Hi, this is Anne DeSantis. Thank you for joining me here on Journeys in Faith on this evening, where we're talking about the great things that the St. Raymond Onnatsis Foundation is doing, and we thank you so much for joining us. and uh, I would like to introduce you to someone who's benefited from our ministry. Uh, she is also a friend. Her name is yeah. Sarah Carney, and although she and her family weren't directly affected by divorce and separation, because that's what our mission has been—is right. helping them and yeah. families in crisis—she was still very much helped right. by our group. So, please tell us more, yeah. Sarah.
5: Absolutely, sure. So, um as an individual, that I feel like I'll say in short summary that. Um, our society has been affected by divorce in so many ways, just um, community-wise. And I have relatives who um, are dear to me, but they've been affected by divorce. And in short, um, I had taken part in several of the podcasts. And I remember the first one I partook, I participated in, um, I just enjoyed how Anne, um, her cadence with how she introduced everybody and gave everybody time to talk and it made me feel comfortable to share about uh, my journey in faith and especially my journey as a struggle with um, family members who've been affected by divorce, so forth. And um, just if I had had a bad day related to something with my personality and maybe someone else's personality in my family, and I felt like it was a safe place where I could just talk it out. And um, it was great to be able to talk. And um, both Anne and I think Father Ken were uh parts that they were the leaders of the meeting or whatever the word is and um then i would listen for maybe there was like three or four other people who would share about their personal experience and i got to listen to what they said and i felt the holy spirit's presence there i mean we began with a prayer opening prayer ended with a prayer and you could just feel the grace and god's love come down upon you that whatever problem you had it wasn't too big for god and so to speak god working through others because that's who he sees us through other people to just um if something was heavy on your heart or any problem you brought it to the table and um, it was a nice safe place to share and listen and um maybe learn and um grow from it so i really enjoyed it
1: sarah thank you so much it means so much to me and to the foundation too and we also look forward to seeing you again of course (laughs) and we know we will um so i want to invite also all of you who are watching to connect with us we have a a great youtube channel at philly nonatis i know i'm going to repeat this during the show but uh philly nonatis on youtube so please do (laughs) sarah again i thank you so much for joining us for this video
5: you're welcome absolutely Okay, we'll see y'all
1: soon. Okay. I want to thank Sarah again for sharing her thoughts about how the St. Raymond and Nazis Foundation has helped her. It's such a blessing when we can help those people who are in need and in crisis. You know, that's what our faith is all about. There's so many gifts of our faith, the sacraments. And, you know, being that we've gone through this pandemic the past year, There were times when we didn't get to go to mass, but we were able to watch it live stream. And we thank ministries such as this one right here, Fiat Ministry Network, who streams so many of those masses and they're still doing it, even though a lot of us are back to mass and so grateful. Uh, So I would invite you also, if you could, to please like Fiat Ministry Network. They have some awesome shows right here. And also Patchwork Heart Ministry, now, both of the people who are fi- the founders of those two ministries, I'd like to make a shout out uh, to Kent Kolhoski and uh, also his helper who works with Fiat Ministry Network, Jennifer Sinclair, does so much. Thank you both to them. So also connect with them on their YouTube channel at Fiat Ministry Network. Now Bill Snyder and I, good friend, uh, we have a podcast and it's called Sewing Hope and Sewing Hope is on Patchwork Heart Ministry YouTube. Please do subscribe. Our podcast is the first, uh, excuse me, every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern, and also every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We have awesome guests every single week, and we say that the show is about sewing hope into broken hearts. That's really what it's all about, is really bringing hope, especially during this time that we've all been through in 2020. Uh, I thought I would share with you now, just a thought for the day. It's a a prayer that I came upon. It is from the Trappist monks, and it says, uh, now this is one that you could pray the beginning of the day, but I thought I would share it because it really helps us to reflect a little bit on our faith during this time. This is the beginning of a new day. God has given me this day to use as I will. I can waste it or use it for good. I'm exchanging a day in my life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever, leaving in its place something I've traded it for. I want it to be a gain, not a loss. Good, not evil. Success, not failure. In order that I shall not regret the price I paid for it. You know, that's what our faith is all about. And realizing that, Moments, our faith is made up of moments, and we can give our, our prayers and we can give our time and our sacrifice to God in helping others. And that's what this foundation is all about. I'm so grateful to be the director. And I would also like to say hello to our spiritual moderator who I work with, and he offers free spiritual consultation, has done so many of them. And that's Father Ken Breen. So if you were to contact me about a consultation, uh, it could either be with myself or with him. So uh, do contact us. I'll even give you my cell to text. If you would like to make that appointment, it is 215-870-9913. So thank you so much. Now I'd like to also share with you right now, something really great that's going to be happening in November for the foundation. We are going to be doing a conference called God is Mercy. It's with a Catholic organization called Smart Catholics, and they offer really awesome Catholic events online. Now, this will be the weekend of November 28th and 29th. It is free registration. There are also tiers available for just $25 to unlock some uh, other videos and on an online live conferences. So please sign up by going to smartcatholics.com slash God hyphen is hyphen mercy. So again, just go to smartcatholics.com and then you can see under events, God is mercy. So uh, I am the host that actually I should say the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation is hosting this event. We are so excited. So it's the uh, last weekend of November, November 28th and 29th. Uh, And you just need to go to smartcatholics.com to sign up for it. We would love it if you would. Now, I'd like to give you a list of some of the speakers. I might not be able to list all of them because we really have so many speakers that are on board with us to partake in this conference. So uh, one is Sister Nancy Usselman, who has been a guest on my show here on Journeys in Faith. Also, William Hensworth, who has also been a guest. Patrick Sullivan, Bill Snyder, Father Matthew Phelan, Father Daniel Bowen, Father Christopher Walsh, Father Stephen DeLacy, also Robert LeBlanc, Loretta Graham, Father Ken Breen, Mickey Skiba, and also John Paul Kasparovich, Mickey Kelly, uh, Donna Heckler. Jim Amato, Penny Warner, they're just some of them. There's actually more than 40 speakers, so I I won't list every single name, but I thank all of them for being a guest for the conference on November 28th and 29th. Please share this video, let your friends know about it, or check out the St. Raymond Onatsis Foundation Facebook page, because pretty soon that will be posted on there. I think it is already under events, so you can check it out or on our website at nonatus.org. So now I'd like to uh, show you a video promo that we did for this event. So please take a look from Smart Catholics. Hi, my name is Anne DeSantis and I'm here to invite you to an awesome conference. It's coming November 28th and 29th to smartcatholics.com. And the name of the conference is God is Mercy. I can't think of a time in recent moments here in our lives that we need it more. We need God's mercy more. And we're also entering into the Advent season. So it's also a perfect time to grow in your relationship with God. So please do join me and many others Uh, This conference is sponsored by the St. Raymond Nonatis Foundation for Freedom, Family and Faith, where I'm the director. You can learn more about us at our website at nonatis.org. I want to make a special shout out to Smart Catholics and Dominic and Maddie for doing such a great job in promoting this beautiful conference. We have dozens of wonderful Catholic speakers, so I hope you join us. The conference is free, so please do check it out at smartcatholics.com, God is Mercy Conference. I really look forward to seeing you there. God bless, and you'll be in our prayers. Thank you. That video is really great because uh, it, it talks a little bit about what's going to be happening, as I said, November 28th and 29th. So please do sign up. So grateful. And uh, and thank you for joining me for this show, because we got to share with you all the great things that are happening in the foundation. So remember, we have the podcasts that you can check out at Filino Natas. We also have our uh, online, uh, or, or our online spiritual consultations that you can make an appointment for. They're either phone call or online, whatever works for you. Of course, we always take your prayer intentions and uh, I have a wonderful blog too on our website. So again, I thank you so much for joining me here on this show. I can't end the show also without telling you about a special opportunity through Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. It's called Discover Your Mission. Now, Discover Your Mission can be found at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. And what it is, it's a special series of of church missions that come right to you as a digital download to your phone or computer. It really is an awesome series with some amazing guests. You saw the commercial during the break that we had. uh, So please do check it out. Now, there's another show on there called Five Minutes of Faith and I will be on Five Minutes of Faith on a, a special show there that you can go to patreon.com again at Patchwork Heart Ministry, where I'm going to talk about three ways that you can grow in your prayer life. So do check out that video that's coming soon. And again, I thank you so much for joining me for this special edition of Journeys in Faith, where we got to talk about the St. Raymond and Nazis Foundation for Freedom, Family and Faith. I thought I would end with a prayer uh and this prayer this is our patron saint saint raymond onatus and this is a special prayer about uh, praying for people who are actually going through suffering so pray with me as we pray together in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen lord father almighty i belong to you through the intercession of saint raymond onatus i place myself anew in your hands And acknowledge you as master and lord of my life. As Saint Raymond, in imitation of Christ the Redeemer, prayed for his captors, even in the midst of being tortured, grant me the gift of a forgiving heart and cleanse me of any anger, hostility, or revenge. Heal my hurts and wounds and teach me to rely on your love. Grant me wisdom of heart and strengthen me by your grace to move on in faith trust and love through christ our lord amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen again i thank you so much for joining me here on journeys in faith join me next week at 8:30 eastern and also again as i said with five minutes of faith at patreon god bless and we'll see you next week journeys of
0: faith is a production of fiat ministry network and patchwork heart ministry for more information about journeys of faith email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.